this is going to be probably, I would say, the most important message that you hear as far as practical Christianity. And the, the title of this is How to Share the Lord. So this is going to be kind of like a how-to checklist of ways that you, you who are hearing my voice right now, can effectively share Christ with other people. And hopefully we have enough time we can get into how to do it with our words, but also with our actions. Thank you for joining us for this Freedom Fellowship Extra podcast, where we go beyond our Sunday sermons and make practical Christianity available for you to listen throughout your week. On this episode, Justin Patterson and Tom Doty take a more in-depth look about how to share your faith in Jesus Christ with others in a practical and easy way. This will be part one of a two-part series that answers the question, who have you told about Jesus Christ? Was Justin mentioned uh, last Sunday, and I'd invite you to go back and uh, on Facebook or YouTube and go back to that archived area and listen to it if you haven't. I think it has some meat in there for all of us. But one of the questions that came up really that became kind of the takeaway was, "Who have you told?" That was really the question. Now, it uh, it kind of springs from a uh, some scripture in the very first part of Mark one. And you may recall, if, you, if you're thinking about the healing things that Jesus did, he, uh, he happened to be approached by a leper. And the leper asked him the question, he said, if you are willing, talking to Jesus, if you are willing, would you please heal me? And Jesus, uh, of course, said that he was willing. The man was cleansed of his leprosy. But he made an interesting statement, which is what kind of takes us into the meat of what we're talking about tonight. And Jesus told him, he said, now, don't tell this what happened. In other words, the healing. Don't tell this to anyone. He gave him instructions to go to the priest and some things. But, but I thought it was interesting. He said, don't tell this to anyone. But yet the scripture, when it recounts it, tells us that what he did is he did exactly the opposite. Yep. It said, scripture said he went out and talked freely. So in other words, he told everyone. Oh, yeah. So there's an author named uh, David Gusick. And I thought he made a great statement, and this is what he said. He said, it's strange that the, that the one Jesus told to go tell no one, he told the guy with the leprosy he healed, don't tell anybody. He said, it's strange that the one he told don't tell anybody went and told everyone. Mm -hmm. But yet we are commanded as Christians to tell everyone, and oftentimes we don't tell anyone. And so that really becomes a springboard for what we're doing. So I, I wonder, Justin, why do you think that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just use the word shy rather than inhibited, but okay. why do you think that so many of us are shy about sharing our faith with other people? Honestly, I think it's a lack of confidence in biblical knowledge, or some would say the fear of not knowing. Okay. So if, if you talk to someone and they ask a question and you have the the deer in the headlights look that's kind of a, a fear that stops us that prevents us from stepping out like that yeah I think I, I think you're exactly right I think that that the the concern and I've had people come up and tell me well would you talk to this person because I don't know that I know enough to actually be able to explain things to them so I think the inadequate knowledge or fear of it actually mm -hmm. but you know the reality is very, very few times do you get in a conversation about your faith and somebody says, 
well, how did you get a tadpole that turned out to be a dinosaur? Well, you, know, no. you don't get those kind of questions. Yeah. It really becomes a more personal kind of thing. I think, too, that sometimes we fear rejection. We think, yep. okay, if I bring this up, what are they going to think? They're going to think ill of me. They're going to push me back. They don't want to be my friend. Yeah. Uh, that type of thing. Other things you can think of in that regard? Well, I, I think exactly that. I, I remember when I was a baby Christian that I, I had just kind of gotten that hunger and I was, I was ready uh, to witness to that first person. And, and th this doesn't happen very often. Uh, but as far as a baby Christian, I had a captive audience riding from Dallas, Texas, back to Amarillo, which is about five and a half hours. And it was him and I riding in the car, and I unloaded everything that I knew about the Bible. I was almost trying to talk him into it. Yep. And he sat there and just kind of blinked at me, and then nothing. And so that kind of made me a little bit gun-shy afterwards. Right. Yeah, I think sometimes we have this expectation of what's going to happen, mm -hmm. uh, you know, when we put it out there. And uh, yeah. we do fear sometimes a rejection if we don't get the right answer. But yeah. again, what's our job? Our our job is to plant and water, right? Mm -hmm. And it's the Lord's harvest to be made. Yeah. I think one of the other things uh, before we move on from this that makes us shy is I think sometimes we have a we have this kind of a lack of urgency because we we're we're so comfortable in our own skin, in this nation, in the, mm -hmm. the prosperity we have, that sometimes it's almost, well, I'll get around to that sometime. Right. And we don't really, we don't really grasp the sense of the severity of somebody not making a statement of faith yep. in their lifetime. Mm -hmm. So why should we be intimidated, though? I mean, really, it seemed like we'd have a lot of reasons not to be intimidated about sharing God's Word. Why right. do you think that we... Why should we not, I mean, what, what should give us that confidence? Well, it's, it's interesting that you bring that up. John Mueller uh, here says insecurity for sure. And so when you uh, start to overthink and, you know, kind of what if things to death, I think that um, for, for us being Christians, wanting to share that with other people, when we are intimidated like that, the, the thing that we need to keep in mind is, sharing Christ with someone, what he has done in my life, that story is unique to you. Amen. That story for you who are watching, that story is unique to you. So keep that in mind uh, when we are uh, thinking about kind of stepping out of our comfort zone a little bit and sharing Christ, that there's only one person with your testimony, and that's you. And, they, and you know, people may want to argue with you about carbon dating or some right? crazy thing, <laughs> but the reality is, they can't argue your story is your story. Yep. What the relationship you've had with Christ and how your life was affected and the changes that have happened, that's your story. You know, we're and I and I just think too, you know, we're we're a child of the king. We're mm -hmm. we're God's beloved. I yep. mean that should that in itself should give us confidence to know that we can go out and spread the word. So talk to me a little bit about about the from your perspective about uh, sharing the faith. So uh, b before we do that, I do want to let the people who are watching know Tom and I are having this discussion. It, it's not a straightforward Bible teaching like what we normally do on here. So if you have something to add to this conversation, please feel free to do so. We're, we're going to uh, quickly kind of go through a lot of these uh, practical steps and things like that. But if there's something that we miss, which 
there's a really good chance of that. Feel free to include that in the comments down here because we want to hear from you if you have any good uh, witnessing stories or if you have any bad witnessing stories. Um, you know, feel free to, to share them on here. But also, if there's something that works for you that may help someone else, feel free to, to do that in this online digital community. Okay, so the question is, or, or the topic is sharing our faith with others. And we, we talked about this before. You don't need to be a Bible scholar to be able to share your testimony. Because what you want to do is you want to, or, or we want to, focus on what the Lord has done in our lives. So my walk with Christ is different from Tom's walk with Christ, which is different from your walk with Christ. So I've always heard it this way. I, I can't take credit for it. But if there's an accident out on the road here, right in front of the church, the cops are going to come over, and, and we saw it. The cops are going to come over and say, what did you see? Now, are they looking for the exact trajectory, the, the length of the skid marks, the, you know, the, the details of what happened? No, they're looking from my perspective, what did you see? So when we approach witnessing, when we talk about sharing Christ, an easy way to do that, if you're not comfortable with talking about uh, the details of Scripture, which a lot of people are not, what you can do is you can be reminded that it is your story. What has the Lord done in your life? The next thing that we can do is we can remember, and this is probably the most important thing, because a lot of us get into uh, witness or, or testimony ranking, meaning if, if someone comes from a a horrible situation. Oh, yeah, my story is uh, bigger than your story. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. kind of like the, the fishing stories. Yep. You know, they kind of go <laughs> hand in hand. Um, but what we do is we tend to think, okay, well, I didn't come out of a, a background of addiction or, you know, I didn't have this Saul on the road to Damascus type of moment, so my testimony is not as important. That could not be farther from the truth because for every single person who has come to the knowledge of Christ, that is the most important testimony that anyone could ever hear. One sinner repents, heaven's rejoicing, yet we say, well, mine's not as important as yours. Yeah, the, uh, I, I'm reflecting back on something that happened years ago, and we were, uh, we were learning to give testimonies, and we were doing it in the context of our Sunday school class. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the ladies made a great statement um, because she was talking about her testimony of being raised in a Christian family and 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 basically hadn't didn't have a lot of the errant steps sometimes that some of us have right <coughs> excuse me but she said this interesting statement she said don't we want for our kids to have a boring testimony and it's not boring because it involves mm -hmm. Christ but her yep. point was uh, it, it wouldn't it be nice to, to have a testimony that didn't have to bring in all the things that the dumb stuff we had done, but that we could kind of live a little bit more uh, targeted life yeah. or whatever term you might use. Yeah, and, and a lot of people uh, that personally that I've talked to have, have thought that because they, they hear this, what we consider an amazing testimony of how they were going down this path, yet the Lord took them down this path. And, and the thing that I want to tell them is, your story is not boring. Your story is a story of redemption, and it Amen. points to the Lord. 
So why would we not want to share that? So when it comes to, just to kind of reiterate this, this first point, when we share our testimony with others, it's important. It is not boring, but it should be uh, a confidence builder because you don't have to have the answers. All you have to do is simply tell someone, here's what the Lord has done in my life. Right. And then you talk about where you were versus where you are now, because that brings him glory. Exactly right. You know, testimony basically is three pieces. It's who, who was I before I met Christ? How did I meet Christ? And what's happened to me as far as my relationship with Jesus since then? Yep. Pretty easy, pretty easy package. Mm -hmm. So you ready back to me now? Ready. All right. So one of the things that um, technology, we gripe about technology a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, it does this, does that, steals time, whatever. But it does a lot of great things too. Mm -hmm. There's a, uh, a what what I think is a very a very well packaged set of scriptures, and it's called the Roman Road, R O M A N, Roman Road. Now, if you have your iPhone with you, if you have an iPad, a Kindle, pretty much anything that has access to the internet, you can Google Roman Road. So, mm -hmm. let's say you're having a conversation with somebody, and in that conversation, they they actually want to know more. But you feel like, okay, I've got this knowledge deficit, and I'm really not too sure what to do, and, but yet the opportunity's right in front of me. But you can, if you just Google that, and this Roman road has a set of very brief scriptures that kind of walks you through this process. Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk just briefly about it. I'm just going to hit okay. like a highlight reel. But when we look at uh, Romans 3, and the Roman road, because it's, it's, it's almost all out of the, <coughs> pardon my coughing, it's almost all out of the book of Romans. Mm -hmm. But if, when you pick it up and you start in Romans 3, it's, it's verses that a lot of them will be familiar if you've been a Christian for a while. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. It steps on down to the, nurse, the next verse and, and talks about that none are righteous, no, not one. In other words, it's reflected on, hey, we're all sinners. You know, some of us do more dumb stuff than others, mm -hmm. but the reality is we're all sinners. It goes on then and it tells us that, that, uh, that, the wages of sin is death, but then the reality is that when we accept Christ, uh, you know, we've all sinned, but when we accept Christ, then all of a sudden we have this grace, this, this eternal life that's promised us. Mm -hmm. It goes on and it talks about the fact that while we were still sinners, that, uh, that Christ died for us. And he goes on to it and he says, if you'll confess with your mouth and believe with your heart, then you will be saved. And it goes on then and talks about whoever calls on the Lord to be saved. It, you know, there's no selection process. It's whoever will call on his name will be saved. Mm -hmm. And then it tells us, too, that faith comes by hearing and hearing from God's word, from the word of God. Now, I like to package John 3.16 in there because I think it's one of the most impact, impactful and succinct uh, verses that talk about this kind of thing. So yep. tell us a little bit about the John 3.16. So with, with John 3.16, and, and really kind of what we're doing right now, let me, let me just recap real quick. Number, number one, the first point is sharing your testimony with others. Point number two, if you are wanting to share Christ with someone, if you are wanting to lead them to the Lord, we have that uh, on the screen, or, or we did at one point, that's the Roman road. And that's a way scripturally that you can walk them through that. The third point that we're talking about now, if you're like me, you sometimes can remember 
certain things. Other times you can't. So I want to share just two brief scriptures with you that you can write down, that you can you know, keep handy. You can put it in your phone. You can do all of these types of things. What this does, these two scriptures are very, very uh, short and succinct when it comes to the gospel of Jesus Christ. So the first one that we want to share, like Tom mentioned, is John 3, 16 and 17. And it reads like this. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. Whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So that talks about redemption, that talks about heaven, that talks about grace, that talks about the love of Christ towards us. So John 3, 16 and 17. The next one that I want to share with you is Titus chapter 3, verses 3 through 7. Again, this is a a compact version of the gospel, talking about uh, sin, talking about redemption, talking about love, grace, eternal life. So Titus chapter 3, verses 3 through 7, says this, For we ourselves were also once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. That talks about who we were. I love verse number 4, But when the kindness and the love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, But according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, that having been justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. That is personally one of my favorite scriptures because it encompasses everything just in those five verses. I like so, the I like the last. Not to interrupt you, but mm-hmm. I like that last bit too, where it talks about justified. Sometimes I think we get these kind of churchy words, you know. Yeah. And we're not too sure kind of where they take us. But I, you know, I, I read that and I, I I read it and tell myself that we're found not guilty, mm-hmm. not guilty, not guilty for of our sins because of His grace. Yeah. And that becomes the hope of eternal life as well. Yeah. Not just, and I think sometimes we get focused on that, but gosh, we got a lot of life to live <laughs> here. A lot of living left oh, to live. Oh, we do. got yep. a lot of life to live here. Yeah. And people that we can influence and ways that they can have a deeper, richer relationship with Christ mm-hmm. and just get so much more out of life. Yep. Yeah. What a wonderful, wonderful scripture. And we're, we're going to put those in the comments section down there as well. But I do want to share, uh, Lisa Harvey says this, she says, as a teen, our church taught a how to witness class. Uh, Romans road was used. We practiced with each other. She loved that even as a teen. And I, I'm, I'm curious, Lisa, if, if you have, uh, used that, you know, in the, in the last couple years, or in other words, has that stuck with you as a teenager? Is that something that you use regularly? Maybe not in full, but maybe just, you know, parts of it. And uh, when we share Christ with each other. So uh, we also have Dennis Cottrell. He says, it's important to note that sharing Christ is not winning an argument, but sharing the good news. And Dennis, stop looking at my notes. We're going to get to that. So uh, Mr. Cottrell's on top of everything, but he brings a very, very 
Uh, good point. We're going to talk about arguing uh, here in, in just a second. Ready? Yep. The uh, just we just want to we're, we're getting ready to close here pretty shortly. So we're kind of on the back end of this, but we just want to mention just a few things to you as we do it, and then we'll probably pick it up again next week and sure. and 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 deal with a little bit more. But uh, it's important for us the way we live. It's important for us to show our love of Christ to others in all situations. And boy, that's not easy sometimes because mm -hmm. there's times you want to pinch somebody's stinking head off. Yep. But the reality is that's not what we're called to do. We're supposed yep. to show the love of Christ in all situations. You mentioned greetings, even how you speak to people sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yep. And and that's that's one thing that it's almost almost I don't want to say code, but when someone says, have a blessed day you can immediately identify that person's a Christian. They didn't have to say a single thing about, you know, Titus 3, John 3.16, anything from Romans. All they had to do was say was have a blessed day. And it's like, okay, yes, that person hopefully understands the grace message, understands the goodness of God, and wanted to share that with me. And I think uh, the, the very nature of, the, our giving, our, our, the nature of us wanting to give, wanting to help, wanting to stand in the gap and doing that without any expectation of reward for it. Mm -hmm. You know, trying to do it just purely because we want to be a blessing in their life. And mm -hmm. I don't think it hurts to say that once in a while that, mm -hmm. that you know, somebody said, well, why are you doing that for me? Hey, I just want to be a blessing. Yeah. But again, it speaks volumes, I think, yeah. when it comes to talking about your faith. But I think we need to to let people know that we are praying for them. Yeah. And you know, hey, bad on me because more than one time I've said something about I'll pray for you and I walk away and I fail to do that. But it's too, important huh? when we speak yeah. it. Yeah. To do it right. Yeah. To to follow through with with our words and if we say we're going to pray for somebody, you can stop what you're doing hopefully and and just say a prayer right there. Uh, another thing, and, and we'll, we'll talk more about this next week because we are running a little bit short on time, but um, really the, the, we, we've kind of danced around it a little bit tonight, but uh, before we, we leave tonight, I want to talk about the why behind it. And I always like to remind myself and, and people that I, that I talk to, why am I doing this? Why am I uh, wanting to teach people about the Lord or uh, preach from a pulpit? Is it so that people can clap and say, boy, that guy's a eloquent speaker? Absolutely not. That's not why we do this. We do this because we understand, and, and hopefully a lot of people will agree with me out there, that we do this out of the kindness that was shown to us, that love that was shown to us, that God in his mercy and his grace he loved us so much that he sent Christ to die for us. Now, we can do one of two things with that. We can sit on that and say, well, I've been redeemed. Everyone else uh, needs to be saved. But really, the, the biggest thing is doing it from a place of love, that we love our family members enough to be able to step out of our comfort zone and share Christ with them, that our coworkers and... Uh, Maybe I'm alone in this. I've had some obnoxious coworkers, 
and you don't feel like sharing Christ with them because you, you know, kind of grit your teeth every time they walk by, that sort of thing. But we want to do this out of love. And I want to share one final scripture with you. This is 1 Corinthians 16, verses 13 and 14. It's very, very, very simple. And it talks about why we should do this and, and the why and how. Paul says, watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave, be strong. Let all that you, be, all that you do be done with love. Let all that you do be done with love. That we should take that approach when it comes to sharing Christ with other people. That we should do it because we love them. We love them enough to tell them the truth of this word, the truth of our Savior, and get them born into God's kingdom. Get them plugged into a, a church that teaches the Bible and get them learning and learning and learning and doing what, what we started out talking is the Great Commission. Go and make disciples. Teach them the things of the Bible. Yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly. We're going to close out. Uh, the last brief comment I have is, some years ago, there was a, a movement called Lifestyle Evangelism. We'll probably talk a little bit more about that next week. But, mm -hmm. but Lifestyle Evangelism was basically, well, you just kind of live like a good Christian. And, uh, but the piece it kind of left out is that not only did you have to just live that way, but what we need to do is we also have to speak it out. We have to make people aware. Yeah. And the reality is there are grave consequences if you live your whole life absent Jesus. Thank you for downloading this Freedom Fellowship Extra podcast. Our prayer is that this message helps you take what we learn in Scripture and apply it to our everyday lives. If you are looking for a church home, we invite you to check us out this Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. We're located at 990 West Henry de Tonti Boulevard in Tontytown, Arkansas. You can check us out on the web at freedomfellowship.com. Our mission here is to love God, love people, and serve both.